new topic today. It's called soft and pliable. Soft and pliable. We're going to start in the book of Psalms, Psalm 37, verse 4. Okay, we're going to start reading at verse, just verse 4. The Word of God says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. So that word there, delight, is the Hebrew word pronounced or nag, or nag, which means to be soft and pliable. So whenever you read that word, delight yourself in the Lord, it says, be soft and pliable in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. You know, when I used to read this before, I never looked up the definition. So I had a different conception of what delight meant. But this meaning, or nag, in itself changes the whole perception and the whole meaning of what it means to delight yourself. To be soft and pliable in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. So before I talk more about that, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 8. And then I'll come back to, to this. Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 8. And then I'll, I'll, I'll put it all together. So verse 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you our potter. And all we are, the work of your hand. That's all I'm going to read. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you our potter. And all we are, the work of your hand. So he says here that the Lord is our father. And we know that his desire is for redeemed man to be like him. Glory to God. And our prototype is Christ. We are like clay in the potter's hand. Because it says here. We are the clay. And you are the potter. Father. And we are the work of your hand. So whatever we are. Whatever we will ever be. Is because of what God declared and determined that we would be. We are clay in the potter's hand. The clay doesn't dictate to the potter what it should be. We don't tell God who we should be. The potter has the vision and is the architect of bringing that vision to pass. Did you hear that? The potter has the vision and the architect of bringing that vision to pass. The clay is the raw material the potter will use to bring his vision to pass. So the potter shapes the clay in whatever way that suits him to bring his vision to pass. So it's not our vision, it's God's vision. We are the potter, we are the clay. The potter, our father, determines, he has his division. And he has already determined how he's going to bring the vision to pass. We are the clay that is being used to bring his vision to pass. So we can't tell him 
how he needs to bring his vision to pass. Because we don't know the beginning from the end. So we have to go along with his program. So the potter shapes the clay in whatever way that suits him to bring his vision to pass. Analogously, God's vision for man is for him to be conformed into the image, the likeness of his only begotten son. Not his, not his physical likeness, but his attributes and character, which is what? Found in the word of God. Because Jesus is the word of God. So the Lord, the Lord, our Father, He sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice so that all who believe can be conformed. What does that word conform mean? Similar in form or type. Oh my God. Similar in form or type. To be conformed into the image, the likeness of His Son. That means to be in similar in form or type. So the prototype is Christ and we are being shaped to be like that prototype. So I'll give you an example. If you want a round cake or a square cake, what do you use to get a round cake or a square cake? Does the batter dictate what the shape of the cake is going to be like? No. What do we use? We use a, if you want a round cake, you use a round mold. If you want a square cake, you use a square mold. The batter doesn't tell the baker what shape the cake wants, needs to be in. The baker determines the, how, how it wants the cake to look like. So the baker would put a round mold for a round cake or a square mold for a square cake or a star-shaped mold for a star-shaped cake. Doesn't matter. The, the baker determines. The baker has a vision and is the architect to bring forth that vision for the cake that it wants to make. So the batter doesn't tell the baker how to set up or how to mold the, the batter. The baker dictates because the baker is the one with the vision. As it is analogously with God. We can't tell God what we need to be. He is the potter. We are the clay. So Jesus laid down his life to redeem us. We were given the word of God. We were given the Holy Spirit to teach us. And in a hostile environment. So that the soul can be squeezed, shaped and chipped away to be like Christ. The potter, Father God, needs to shape the clay into the vision that he has. The vision for the clay is to be like his son. That's the final product. So how does the father get the clay to look like his son? Well, what the father has done. He sent His Son because there's no way we can have relationship with God without the atoning sacrifice of Christ. So first He set the playing field so that we, number one, he can have, we can have access to Him so He can start shaping us, number one. So He sent His Son to die who laid down His life in obedience to the Father because Jesus says, I have come to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work. And laying down His life is a is a requirement of the Father. And He did it in line with, the, with what the Father required of Him. And that laying on His life is so that we now can come before the Father in the righteousness of Christ, having koinonia with the Father of the Son through Christ. So He set the stage for where we can have relationship with the Father. And then what did the Father do? We have the Word of God. 
and we have the Holy Spirit who is going to teach us. Because if we need to know what the Son is like and what the Father is like, we need to know the Word. And the Holy Spirit will give us understanding and revelation of who the Son is. And when we know the Son, we know the Father. We know the attributes. We know the character of the Father through the Son. But you have the Holy Spirit now who is going to teach us and give us that understanding. But what the Lord has done, He left us in this hostile environment. So now the soul has to be chipped away, has to be shaped, has to be kneaded or molded into the, into the likeness of the Son. Because that, that soul, we have to put that flesh, has to be put to death. So the soul now has to be shaped, molded, kneaded, squeezed to conform into the image of that of the Son of God. Amen. So that is how we are shaped, molded, conformed. Because this flesh is enmity to God. This flesh is always fighting against the things of God. But what did Christ do? He put his flesh to death. He said, I only do the will of the Father. He put his flesh to death and he submitted to the will of the Father. He only did what the Father required of him to do. Not doing his will, not doing his thing, but doing what the Father required of him. That is a soul that is pliable. That is the soul that's soft. That's the soul that the Father can shape and mold. And it was easy for, for the Father to mold the, 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 the Son. Because why? The Son was, was always willing and yielding to the Father. The clay was yielding to the potter. And we in like manner must be willing to yield to the potter. So when we go back now to reading what it says... What it says in, in Psalm 37, 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight oneself in the Lord. What does that delight? Be soft and pliable. So when you're soft and pliable, he says, he shall give you the desires of your heart. So that soft and pliable means you have to be willing to die to yourself. You have to be willing to do things God's way. Not your way, but the way, the God's way. You have to be willing to yield to the Word. Yield to the Spirit of God. When you yielded, that means you're soft. That means you're pliable. That means you're easily moldable. So delight yourself, oneself in the Lord takes courage. It takes patience. It takes endurance and faith. A person who has the courage to walk by faith, no matter what they are faced with, they walk in the love of God. And in humility, when things are going great or whether they are in challenging circumstances. This is not easy because as the Lord allows us to go through tests and trials, our souls are pressed, squeezed, chipped away so that we are willing to die to our own desires and allow His will to become ours. This is a painful process because naturally we want to do what we want to do. And we don't like to be pressed or challenged. And God knows the destructiveness of the power of sin. And the only way to overcome that power is through His Son. The only way to overcome the power of sin and the corruption that is in this world is through the Son. Why? Jesus said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. 
How did he overcome the world? By yielding to the Father. By being moldable. By being pliable. By being soft. That is how he overcame the world. Because he said the peace of this world is coming. He has nothing in me. Why? I am, have not been corrupted by the prince of this world. Because I never yielded to my own desires and my own flesh. I yielded to the will of the Father. I yielded to the Spirit of God. So when the enemy comes, he got nothing in me. So I, he said, I have overcome the world. And the only way we are going to overcome this world is through the Son. But we, not only that, we also have to be moldable and pliable and be like Christ. Have that same mind that was in Christ. That same mind has to be in us. A mind willing to yield to God. Yield to the Spirit. Yield to the Word of God. No matter what it looks like. No matter what you feel like. You are dying to yourself daily. And allowing God's way to have preeminence in our lives. Not in words, but we actually have to do it. Glory to God. Because God knows the destructiveness of the power of sin. And the only way we're going to overcome that power is through the Son. So we got to die daily. As Paul said, I die daily. We've got to, we got to die daily. Many Christians want their desires met. But forget about the first part of the verse. It says, He shall give you the desires of your heart. But it says before, delight yourself in the Lord. You've got to be soft and pliable first. Then, He will give you the desires of your heart. Are we willing to be soft and pliable with the Lord? Or are we stubborn, stiff-necked, rebellious? We first have to seek the Lord and His kingdom and be willing to walk in obedience to His word and His spirit. Then the righteous desires of our hearts will be realized. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, Seek the kingdom of God. Seek it first. He didn't say seek it second. He said seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Obeying what Jesus said means that you are willing to be soft and pliable. That's how he was with the Father. And we should be the same way. The same way. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 17 real quick. I want to show you something here. Okay. What is it? it says here? Verse 7. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Which spreads out its roots by the river. And will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green. And will not be anxious in the year of drought. Nor will cease from yielding fruit. What is that saying? What is that saying? It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. That means that's somebody who's walking by faith. That means that's somebody who's doing things God's way and not their own. That means that's somebody who's not being rebellious and stiff-necked and hard-headed. That means that's somebody who's soft and pliable. That means that's somebody who's delighting in the Lord. It said that person is blessed. Highly favored. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. That person is blessed. Verse 8, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and spreads out his roots by the, by the river 
I will not fear when the heat comes. Because when a plant is well watered, I don't care how hot it gets, that plant will survive and it will thrive. So when the heat comes, when the trouble comes, relax. You're going to be okay. Its leaves will green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. Nor will cease from yielding fruit. So whatever is going on, whether there's drought or heat, that plant is survive, it's going to thrive, it's going to flourish and bear fruit. What is that saying? It's saying that this person who is soft and pliable in the Lord, this person will flourish and be at peace whether things are good, going great or not. Whether economy is good or bad. Whether you like who is in power or not in power. Doesn't matter. Whether the earth is falling apart or not falling apart. That person is going to flourish. That person is going to stand apart. Why? Because their hope and trust is in the Lord. They're delighting in the Lord. They're soft and pliable in the Lord. Their hope is in the Lord. And because of that, it doesn't matter what's going on. They will thrive. They will flourish. They will bear fruit to the glory of God when all hell is breaking loose around them. They are secure in the Lord because of God's economy. Whatever is going on in the world is not dependent on God. They are not dependent on that economy. They are dependent on the economy of God. Which never, never, there is never a recession in the economy of God. The economy of God is stable. The, the economy of God, there is no limit to it. There is nothing God cannot do. They are not affected by the things in this world. Because they are in God's economy, not the economy of the world. And the evidence of it will be realized by the blessings in their lives. There is going to be evidence that you are tapped into something different, supernatural, when all hell is breaking around, uh, breaking, breaking apart around you. And you in the midst of it all, still flourishing and bearing fruit. There would be no denying the power of God in your life. Why? Because you are soft and pliable, and you're trusting, and your hope is in God. Glory to God. Everything around them might be falling apart, but they will flourish. So we have to choose today to be soft and pliable in the hand of God our Father by doing things His way and not our way. Walking by faith and not by sight. See, walking by faith and not by sight. We quote that. For we walk by faith and not by sight. But that is deep. That is not something that you take lightly. You've got to meditate on what that means. When they say you're walking by faith, you're being soft and pliable. You're not moved by your feelings. Oh, I don't feel good today. I don't feel like praising God today. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. No, you say flesh shut up. I am going to praise God. Yet will I praise Him. No matter what I'm going through. That's why the Bible said, In all things to give Him thanks. In all things to give Him praise. Why? Because we are not moved by how we feel. We are moved by the Spirit of God. We are walking by faith. When in the midst of all hell breaking loose, you still give, open your mouth and you give God praise. And thank Him in the midst of everything because you know you have the victory. You know in the midst of everything, if you trust in Him, if you are soft and pliable and do things God His way, you will come out bearing fruit. You will come out smelling like a rose. So make the choice today to be soft and pliable in the hand of God. And when you quote the scripture saying, Delight 
I delight myself in the Lord and He shall give me the desires of, of your heart. You can take it to the bank because if you know you're soft and pliable, if you know your trust and hope is in the Lord, everything else will take, take care of itself. He will provide and give you the desires of your heart. Amen? Amen. So I hope you receive something today. Let us not just be hearers of the word, but let us be doers of the word. In Jesus' name.